Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately, Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. My corner, my layer, while we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. I was young, I had two pair of leaves. 
Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
Ah. Alrighty, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. What is going on, everybody? What is going on, everybody? We're back. We're back. For another episode of Unscripted, man. We're back for another episode of Unscripted, man. And, um... Man, we have, um... We got a, uh... Well... A lot of crazy stuff has happened since Friday. Um, <laughs> Wrestle Dream happened uh, yesterday on Sunday, October 1st. And uh, there's obviously the huge elephant in the room we'll get to, man. But um, yeah, it really happened. It really happened, bro. He got the song and everything. So can't believe it. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We'll definitely have to. We'll, uh, we will be doing the recap. The recap of Wrestle Dream for you guys on Friday. I still have to finish watching the show. I have to watch the beginning of the show because I was only I, I started watching the show like halfway through. So I still have to watch like the beginning portion of the show, um, which I missed. Um, but yeah, man. So Wrestle Dream happened, and uh, yeah, um, we'll, we'll definitely talk a little bit about that in a minute. But not too much AEW to talk about. Um, this was actually one of the more enjoyable episodes, to be 100% honest with you, man. Uh, one of the, one of the more enjoyable episodes of Dynamite, of Dynamite, man. I liked, um, I liked everything. I liked everything. Um, all the, all the big stuff we got. I liked the, 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 uh, sit down, uh, the sit down interviews they had. The promos were really good. The matches were good. There's definitely something that opened the show that we have to talk about. But, um, yeah, um, we'll get to that. But other than that, dude, and then as for Monday Night Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw was okay. Monday Night Raw was okay tonight. It was, uh, we got more furthering, uh, we got more furthering of the, uh, the Drew McIntyre heel turn, which is always nice. We got some cool, we got a, we got some interesting in, uh, we got some interesting uh, developments in the Judgment Day story. Um, uh, and as for that, other than that, there was not really too much, you know, to rave about on Monday Night Raw. Oh, uh, well, obvious. There's another elephant in the room that were that is absolutely exciting about Monday Night Raw. And aside from that, there was a little bit of WWE changing their plans because uh, of I, I think. Because of Edge joining AEW, they wanted to counter that, and it actually makes me very happy what they chose to kind of counter that with a uh, a Walter versus Champa match. Let's you know, I guess, a little bit of the faith they have in in Walter and Tommaso Champa. So we just gotta continue with it, and then at the end of the show, um, I, I think a certain somebody was brought back, and I could also see that being a byproduct of Edge joining AEW, um, uh, and WWE kind of wanting to, you know, get people talking about them, you know, um, so I could see that being a byproduct of that, but we'll talk about that, um, at the end of the show and stuff, man, but other than that, other than that, man, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad, to be honest. Truly, man, truly, <clears throat> before Dynamite, and at the start of Dynamite, I was like, Oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And during the show, it got better and better, and it ended up being one of the 
one of the better episodes in, in recent times, so that was good, man. Sunday was the big surprise, the big moment. It was awesome. And tonight, there was another big awesome surprise moment. So it was a pretty, pretty fun week, man. Pretty fun week. Definitely, bro. Definitely. It, it, it definitely, it definitely has been, bro. It definitely has been. And then, um, um, yeah, no. Oh, LA, well, LA Knight returned on SmackDown, so that's that's good piece of news coming out of SmackDown. So we'll definitely get to all of it though. Uh, but before that, let's hop right into the intro, man. Let's hop right into the intro, and then after the intro. We got some pretty cool stuff to go into with you guys, man. Um, so, what is going on, guys? We're back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Heels Podcast. And this is episode 163 of Unscripted, man. And with that, uh, with that, man, uh, yes, it, this, is a, uh, this is episode 163 of Unscripted. And if you guys do not know how the show works, every Monday we are on here with Unscripted, after Monday Night Raw, and every Friday we are on here with the news at 4 p.m. Central. Um, with that, man, if you guys did, did miss this past Friday's edition of the news, that is Tony Khan talks about the 12 pay-per-view schedule, 12, you know, monthly pay-per-view schedule, 12 a year schedule. And he also talks about the rumors of him buying New Japan. Uh, we talked about uh, Tony Khan and what he had to say um, about, uh, regarding all those topics being that, um, he, he's kind of, uh, he, I, I guess at this point he, he's kind of a pretty, uh, sought after guy to talk to, um, following all yeah. the, the rumors that have surrounded him and whatnot. So, you know, um, the, that media call is definitely going to be an interesting one. So we got hmm, sort of answers, sort of, we got like Tony Khan answers, the typical yeah. Tony Khan answers. So we talked about all that and Wrestle Dream predictions. We also talked about how Edge was close to signing with All Elite Wrestling. And we also got to see yesterday how that unfolded and how close he actually was, uh, which obviously seemed to be the case. So if you guys did miss that, that is available for you guys on all platforms. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here live on YouTube every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, man. And with that, with that, man, if this is your first time watching, guys, have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Heels Podcast merchandise. You guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is Bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And in either mine or Sir social media pages, man, you got all eight of these beautiful designs, plus more on the merch shop for you guys, man. You have the Chicago flag design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC design, the biggie inspired design. Um, the base logo design, the best kept secrets to the IWC, the Riddler inspired design, the notorious world order design you have in the Chicago flag version, like you see on your screen. You also got the classic black and white and the Wolfpack red designs available on the merch shop as well. You have the notorious heels, grand slam design, the baseball, baseball Jersey inspired design. Then you got the notorious scratch logo and the only community that matters. All eight of these beautiful designs. Plus more, there are more on the merch shop, plus these ones, man, available for you guys right now. And with that, with that, man, if this, uh, or if you guys, if you guys would like to pick up a piece of merch, again, it is at the link of the top of the description of this very video. The link is at the, I am 
choking over my words, dude. Um, the link is at the top of the description of this very video, man. So, with that, man, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Heels Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? What's up, bro? What's up? Oh, it's good, man. It's good. Everything is uh <clears throat> everything is good, man. Pretty normal weekend. Um got to watch Russell Dream at the end there. Yeah, I um I enjoyed what I saw. Um enjoyed it more than I thought I would have. But I did I did enjoy it overall, man. I th- I thought it was pretty fun. Um Yeah. But again, man, I've been good. I've been good. Just uh just been chilling, man. Just been chilling. Been normal. Been, been normal, man. But, um, like Toronto always asked, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. The family's good. How's everybody doing in the chat or in the replay, man? What about you, bro? How you doing? I'm doing very good, bro. I'm doing very good, man. Um, doing very good. Spent my, spent my day to myself doing a little figure hunting. Doing a little figure hunting, man. I uh, found two that I was looking for. I found uh, Hook. I found Hook. And I found a uh, Target exclusive, Samoa Joe. So it was finally, 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 about damn time, I got my fucking uh, old uh, Elite Samoa Joe off the AEW shelf and inserted an actual Samoa Joe. Uh, an actual AEW Samoa Joe um, on the shelf, man. So super, super sweet to finally get the chance to uh, finally get the chance to do that, bro. So it was, it was real cool. Um, but, but man, uh, other than that, other than that, um, yeah, not nothing too much, nothing too much, bro. Just I am beyond excited. I am beyond excited that Johnny Gargano is finally made his way back. I was literally just wearing the Johnny wrestling shirt last night and it was um it, it was incredibly incredibly sad when I put it on because I just thought about the possibility of him getting fired. Actually, I was wearing it earlier today and I was wearing it earlier today and I seen these two wrestling fans while I was at Walmart and you know they peeped my shirt. Two pe- two Three people today peeped my shirt, actually. This one guy was wearing a Jay Briscoe, you know, his memorial shirt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Wrestling fans were just out today, I guess. But I seen these two guys, and they, they were like, yo, I like your shirt. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, yeah, I really hope he doesn't get released. <laughs> because Damn. I just fucking, uh, I would have just, ah, God, that would have just sucked. That would have, oh, WWE would have fumbled that so hard. If they uh, genuinely let Johnny Gargano go, but he's not released. And it looks like it may not be when we wanted it. Because the fact that we did not get uh, DIY versus KO and Sammy is still a crime. And it will always be a crime. And I will hold them to that crime. And But maybe we're looking at the guys that take the titles off the Judgment Day. Maybe. Maybe. I think so. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, so yeah, man. So that's how I'm doing. That's how I'm doing, bro. Um, but other than that, other than that, all right. Is, is it time? 
It's time. Alrighty, man. So here we go. Another one of these announcements, bro. It is finally done. It has been in the studio for quite some time, cooking up for you guys. Oh, yeah. it, it has been it has been in development for quite some time. There's been a lot of bouncing ideas, mm. uh, bouncing ideas off of each other and trying to find the right design that really brings out that oomph. But we have found the official Notorious Heels podcast Halloween design. To be 100% honest, I thought it was going to be a Halloween design. It's still going to be our Halloween shirt, but this might be a, one of our shirts we promote yearly. It is that damn beautiful. Not that the Christmas shirt we won't promote yearly, but, you know, it's kind of a Christmas thing. So that should be coming back into the fold soon. It's a beautiful shirt. But this one, mm -hmm. man, this this <clears throat> this one could genuinely be an all... And all year round wear, man. So I present to you the Halloween shirt in three, two, one. There it is, man. You see oh, it yeah. on your screen. You see it on your screen, man. The Halloween design, which, like I said, dude, this is just so fucking damn beautiful. This is so damn beautiful. I, I genuinely, I've genuinely, I genuinely don't even know. I, it might end up being one of our shirts in regular rotation. Um, so yeah, man, here it is, man. This is the design. It's obviously mine and Cirque's face, mm -hmm. but instead of our face, it's skulls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So this is the Halloween design, man. This is the Halloween design. But like I said, this is genuinely... I know I say this every time we come out with a shirt. But if if the shirt doesn't pop off and 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 make me... Um, and if the shirt doesn't doesn't pop off and, and become one of my favorite designs, at least in that moment, then we're probably... We're, then we probably won't come out with it because... All our shirts are just bangers. We have the best merch out of anybody on fucking YouTube, man. Creative designs, breath of fresh air designs, mm -hmm. man. And this is one of them, dude. This is truly one of my favorite designs. I love, 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 love the fucking look of this shirt, man. Love it. I truly do, man. I truly do. The red pops, man. The the placement of the letter is it, the perfect shirt, man. I, I genuinely do love it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So this is the this is the this is our Halloween shirt. But like I said, dude, this shirt is so fucking this shirt is so fucking clean. This genuinely just might be ones in our regular rotation because damn, this is fucking nice, bro. When I finished up with it uh, last night, finally, finally uh, put the finishing touches on it. It's one of those shirts, man. I just sat there for a minute and just looked at it like, damn, that is fucking clean. So, so yeah, man. So here it is, man. This is our, this is your Halloween shirt. So, Hey man, if you're, you know, somebody like me, you know, and you don't like to dress up for Halloween anymore, but maybe you do want a little bit of festive merch just to kind of, you know, just to kind of be in the spirit, look no further, man, than a Tori's heels podcast, Halloween shirt design, man. I think we're going to call 
call it the other side. I think we're going to call it the other side. So this should be available for you guys um, tomorrow morning or uh, probably late tonight. Um, Late tonight or, you know, tomorrow morning, um, this should be available for you guys on Bonfire. So it's not on there yet, but it will be up there tomorrow morning. Um, Or like I said, you guys could probably even check back a little later tonight and it'll probably be available up there for you guys, man. Um, And it's going to be the usual. It'll be available in a shirt, hoodie, tank top, youth, you know, the normal, the normal we do. So, yeah, man, this is the, this is... This is the uh, this is the uh, Halloween design, man. So, after months after months of being in the uh, studio, it has finally came out. It has finally came out the oven, and it's uh, it's fucking it's hot. It's hot for you guys, man. So, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that is that's that's the Halloween merch, man. That's the Halloween merch. Um, and yeah, so. It's heat, man. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. So, Dynamite. Well, let's talk about an hour before Dynamite. So, an hour before Dynamite, um, uh, what was I doing? I think I was just, yeah, I think that's what I was doing. I was just, you know, Sitting in my living room, watching YouTube, waiting for Dynamite to come on. And I get a text from my great friend, Logan P.N. And he says, are you fucking serious? Another open challenge. And I was like, who the fuck is doing an open challenge now? And I find out it's international champion Ray Phoenix who's doing an open challenge and it has been answered by Jeff Jarrett. Um, Okay, bro. I know you've been waiting like five days to talk about this, bro. So how how did you find this out? And and please, please, please give please give me your thoughts. This this company it's so goddamn lucky the rest of that show was good. Because, dude, building up to Dynamite that night, I'm doing my thing, chilling out. I go to Twitter, and I just see, well, no, it was Logan that I saw from first. I open that, and I just see Ray Phoenix versus Jeff Jarrett. And, dude... I just, uh, I was losing it, man. Uh, like, dog, you got the roster that you have with people as disgruntled as you have. Singles talent. You have people like Malachi Black, the, uh, what are these fucking AEW super fans on Twitter saying? The Muay Thai Undertaker, the, uh, the, the lore merchant, as they call him. Um,. Dog, you got people like him who are disgruntled because they're not getting singles matches in AEW. And you go ahead. Not only do you keep the title on Ray Phoenix in the first place, me, if I I was was chairman, if I was Tony Khan, probably would have stripped him. 
personally, but um, that's just me being a prick. But um, oh, that company would hate me if I ran that bitch. Um, if I had to do an open challenge, because that's really all you could do after you know Reef Phoenix and that situation. And you know, unless you, it's, if you even put them on TV, which I probably wouldn't, that'd be my other option. You put them against Jeff Jared. Jeff, dude, what is the dirt that Jeff Jared has on Tony Khan where he's booked in all this fucking shit? How is, how is Jeff Jared a bigger mainstay on AEW television than <clears throat> Malachi Black? Andrade, Keith Lee, um, fuck, how many people did I forget to name because we don't fucking see them? How, mm-hmm. how has Jeff Jarrett had more matches, more singles matches than Malachi Black, than Andrade, than Keith Lee? What? Hey, dude. <clears throat> that in itself is a fucking crime. And I read that shit. And of course, Tony Khan with his stupid fucking traditions. I guess the, the, that fucking title just starts the show no matter what now. No matter who champion. Because, <sighs> to, dude, I am so sick of these Tony Khan traditions. Literally, it's going to eventually evolve over time into every segment and next segment of the show is going to be a tradition. Oh man, a tradition that the third segment of Dynamite is this, and a tradition that the <laughs> the sixth match on Dynamite is this type of match. Like, dude, that's what it's gonna fucking turn into at this point. This fucking dork and his fucking traditions, pay-per-view um, traditions, location traditions, fucking television predictions where people always gotta start the or a certain thing always has to start this show like stop just let the show happen let these pay-per-views go where they can be where the market is hot for them dude tony Khan traditions are just i hate them i've grown to completely fucking hate them man i really have but um yeah dude the the start and before dynamite i was pissed and I was just like, the fuck, what the fuck is wrong with this company? What the fuck is wrong with this mark? Fucking putting Jeff Jarrett in against Ray Phoenix. Two of the fucking worst acts on your show. And yeah, no, that's what we got, man. Dude. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> dude. So. You know. I'm glad you brought this up because we talked about this this past week. You mentioned how Jeff Jarrett's had more singles matches on AEW television, more matches on AEW television than Keith Lee, than Andrade, than Malachi Black. And, you know, I just want to say it for everybody else, but, dude, you have, uh, you've had a lot of people saying, Oh, WWE is so bogus. They're just scarfing up all this talent to keep them away from AEW. Now it seems like the coin has flipped a little bit. Now it seems as if Tony Khan got a lot of these guys to keep them away from Triple H. Because you can't fucking tell me you wanted these guys on your roster to to bolster your roster, to make your roster better, because your roster 
looks like horse shit. Or, no, sorry. <laughs> You're, you have a great roster. The way you use these guys is horse shit. Fucking, the way you book these guys is complete horse shit. You, dude, you cannot tell me you want these guys to better their careers and to give them more opportunity. Because all you have done with these guys, guys like Andrade, guys like Keith, guys like Malachi Black, all you have done with them is show me exactly why, or show me that you wanted to keep them away from Triple H. And that is the sole reason why you pick them up. And you do not value them at all. You just want them because you know you'll get a pop for their debut and then you'll just keep them forever to keep them away from Triple H. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dude, free these men. For the love of God. <sighs> oh, dude. I swear to God, he really should. Um, it just holds him to get to keep him from Triple H when they could just take a thin out his roster and let them all be happy somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to use them. Look at who we have as our all, uh, all Atlantic cha- international champion right now. Ray Phoenix, right? So, I know the talk is, is, is super heavy because he is... Quite, he is going around telling everybody he wants to be the first black AEW champion. But what about a guy like Swerve? What about a fucking guy like Swerve? We don't think Swerve could hold the international championship. I, I know everybody wants to put him in that title picture of the, of the AEW championship because that's what he's been talking about, right? But in the meantime, while MJF is doing what he's got to do, what are... What are we doing with the international championship? I'll tell you what we're doing. We have a champion that does not need to be a champion um, right now. Um, he's not, We literally could have kept the title on Orange Cassidy for this. For this, we oh, could have kept the title on Orange Cassidy. You could have gave Orange Cassidy the win at All Out and had him go over John Moxley and defeat all the odds. You could have did something like that. I mean, I know we didn't know this was going to happen, but... We have Ray Phoenix as the international champion when there is a thousand other guys I would fucking rather see with that championship, dude. Um, Again, uh, the the first name that comes to my mind being that um, I think it's about some time we get some gold around his waist is Swerve. The other guys I mentioned are the three guys that Sergey mentioned. I think of a guy like Andrade. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, um, I think of a guy... Um, I think of a guy like Malachi Black. I think of a guy like Keith Lee. Why don't you put the title on these guys and try to have them establish um, uh, establish the championship and, and try to have them make something of the fucking championship? We want to keep throwing the TNT championship on Darby Allen. You know, the AEW, they did it earlier this year. Um, I think they had him become a... Did he hold it twice or was it just once? I think it was just once after he beat. Yeah, we want to throw the championship. We want to throw the championship on. Um, we want to throw the championship on Darby Allen, right? Darby Allen was, in my honest opinion, AEW's best TNT champion. We want to keep throwing the championship on him, but 
How many times can we fucking do that? How many times can we put Darby Allen in the TNT title picture? Why don't we have Darby Allen go for the international championship? Yeah. That would be nice. Change of pace. Yeah. I mean, look at how good he did with the TNT championship. You're telling me you don't think he could put the international championship on? You you don't think you're... You're telling me we can't put the international championship on him and have him make that one a little bit more prestigious? There, I just gave you five fucking names you can put the international championship on. And I know I'm forgetting some. I know I'm forgetting people along the lines of Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, people along the lines of... Mm, um, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio, Ricky Starks, all these guys. We only have one world championship to go around, so why don't we give love to the other championships? Exactly. Especially the one, uh, yeah, especially the one that's in dire fucking need of help right now. Now, I want to remind you guys, a month ago, for as much as I hated Orange Cassidy's title reign, after All Out, that championship looked like a million fucking bucks. Exactly. They defended that in the main event of the pay-per-view in a fucking amazing match. Amazing storytelling in the match of Orange Cassidy just getting broken down. That title looked like a million bucks watching Orange Cassidy in a fucking war for once in his life. And he put on an absolute banger and earned a lot of people's respect that night. I think he earned my, I think I said it that night, but he earned my respect yeah. that night. That was a fucking, that was amazing. The fucking final image of him going to put his hands in the pockets and turning around the two middle fingers at John Moxley at all out. That was amazing. Oh, 100%. That shit was super fucking dope. And, well, I'm a, I agree with that. This is the only time I'm going to ever say that. Rush to get that fucking title off that fucking guy. Get it on someone legit. Seriously, bro. Um, And, and, and with all the names that, that I just mentioned to you guys, I'm sure there are even more that I'm forgetting, of people you can put that championship on and they can actually do very, very, very good things with it. But instead, we got the title on Ray Phoenix. Um, and what do you know? He's doing an open challenge. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. Um, if you are creatively bankrupt, you can email me, you can email mm -hmm. Sir K, and you can have two members of your creative team that can at least fucking make an attempt to tell a story and not throw out open fucking challenges every week. Tell me you are not, cre tell me you are creatively bankrupt without telling me you're creatively bankrupt. And what do you do? Exactly. You go and give everybody open challenges, but then when fans want to say something about it, then the wrestlers get pissed because they don't because we don't understand the concept. If you put a fucking jobber in the ring with main event talents, then the jobbers are superstars all of a sudden. I guess that's how that works. Well, what do I fucking know? Fans, that's the fucking that's the way to book people up. <clears throat> and I, I don't get it, man, and I Something seriously needs to change in this fucking company. Out of FTR's, out of mm -hmm. FTR's open challenge, these jobbers that they were in the ring with, who were they? I couldn't tell I you. I couldn't fucking tell you. Who can? They're nobodies. 
and they're not anymore known because they had a match on fucking collision with FTR. No, how about you build people up to have a match with FTR so they look credible and not like enhancement talent. And then for Ray Phoenix's open challenge, we get Jeff Jarrett. You couldn't have came up with anybody else on the roster. Anybody, anybody to to answer an open challenge. I mean, he's not even the best guy in his group. You could have at least sent well, Jay Lethal out there. That would be nice. <clears throat> a match but I no. can actually watch. You fucking finally send me Chris Hero. For the love of fucking God, can you send me Chris Hero out there? Please. <sighs> Anyways. So that was the opening to Dynamite. It was an international championship match. Ray Phoenix won the championship. And I'm assuming we're going to get one next week. Unless uh, un- unless a fucking coconut fell out of the fucking palm tree and hit Tony Khan in the head and knocked some sense into him. Um, so, so. At this point. Yeah. Um, but if that didn't happen, I'm assuming we're getting one next week. Well, you know it. It's going to be against some random fucking nobody. It'll be against fucking, like, Trent Beretta or some fucking bullshit. Trent answered the open. (sighs) Anyways, we get Better Than You, Baby. We get Better Than You, Baby out there cutting a promo to address their match at WrestleDream. Adam Cole comes out in crutches. He's rolling around in the ring. He has to sit down to do his promo. Um, he... I know this is real, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. It is Nick Jackson. I, yes, that's right. Nick Jackson did win. Well, actually, I will say, that's kind of cool. They're doing a little callback yeah. to episode one. Of AEW Dynamite, I think they had Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, so that's kind of cool. Anniversary, so yeah, that's all right. I'll accept that one. So I'll I'll give him a pass for this week. And Nick Jackson is fucking amazing. Um, but I'll tell you what, Logan, to address to address your tweet or tweet to address your comment, uh, he says we're getting Bucks versus FTR again. Do we not have any other tag teams on this roster? Apparently not, which is why I was pulling for Aussie Open to win that match, because then we would have got Aussie Open versus the Young Bucks, and that is something that I would have loved to see. Um, oh, truly. But, no, we don't get that. Um, so, so they're out there, and I know that this, I know that this ankle injury is real, but just the the over exaggeration of, of of him sitting in a steel chair, you know, while while he was uh you know him him sitting in the steel chair and, and doing the Adam Cole baby while he was in the chair, I feel like that's things that they're doing to make us think it was a work when he comes back. Yeah, I you think know, so, and I think they're making it out to be worse than it is. I think that's, like, one of the main points, too. I think so. <clears throat> I think so. Definitely. I, I I think so, man. Um, 
I could definitely, I could definitely see it, bro. But, uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, Adam Cole, Adam Cole and MJF are are out there, and Adam Cole says, you know, when I jumped off, when I jumped off the the ramp, when I jumped off the ramp, um, last week, my ankle pretty much exploded. I broke it in three spots. Britt Baker shared his um his X-rays and stuff actually on her Twitter. Um, uh, mm-hmm. he said his ankle exploded. Um, <clears throat> he said his ankle exploded, and uh, therefore their match with the Righteous is going to have to be put um on hold because they are going to have to relinquish the ROH Tag Team Championships. MJF said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." We didn't talk about relinquishing the titles. He uh, MJF said. MJF said that uh, they're they're not relinquishing the titles. He said he's going to go in and face the righteous. Uh, he said he's going to go in and face the righteous for the ROH Tag Team Championships in a handicap match. Uh, in a handicap match, and um, yeah. So Adam Cole was like, "What?" And, um, and yeah, he told, uh, Roddy came out, he told Adam he needs him right now, it's super important, and then, and then, um, he said, MJF said, look, man, I know that's your boy, I know that's your boy, and, um, he said, I respect, he said, I, I respect what you, um, he said, he, he said, he said, I don't like him, um, he said, I don't like him, but I can respect that he's your boy. And if you got to go take care of business, go take care of business. And I'll be waiting here, ready for you when you come back. Gave him knuckles, and Adam Cole left. And he went to go attend to Roddy, who was had his neck brace on and was uh, screaming at him at the top of the ramp. So Interesting, man. It's really, really interesting. Uh, I like... Uh... <clears throat> And I like where they're going with this man. The, the injury ankle, even though it's mostly real, is very interesting, especially what happened at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. It's definitely interesting, Logan. It's definitely interesting. Um, <clears throat> I could see it being a work, and I could also see it being real. I don't know. It's one yeah. of those. It's one of those things for for me at least. It's a little a little hard to. It's a little hard to determine. It's a little hard to determine right now for me because I could see it being real. I could see it being real, and I could also see it being fake. So, I don't know, man. We'll we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, But we did get a Julia Hart versus Willow Nightingale match. Willow had an eye patch, and her eye was turning black, like what was happening to Julia Hart. Is Willow going to join the House of Black? Uh, I don't, I don't, I hope not, that sounds kind of, well, too much. Yeah, I, I don't know, man, I don't know, I, yeah, I, I could see it, though, I could see them doing that, uh, I could, I could see them doing that, man, oh, God, Logan, yeah, the, the, that's a good point, that is a good point, he says, why would MJF retain the tag titles if it wasn't? That is true. That no, that's that's that is true. that's a good that point. Um, but I will say, um, I also agree with your other comment that says the righteous should have won either way. 
If oh, you yeah. The only reason the only way I'd be okay with them actually losing that match, which obviously they did, is if you wanted to put them and move them up to the AEW tag division. But either way, dude, I mean that just makes them look horrible. That makes them oh, look yeah. fucking horrible. I mean, I know it's MJF and he's a he, he's a huge star, but like it's fucking two on one. You guys couldn't get the yeah. job done. Y'all couldn't beat up MJF and you outnumber him like crazy. Come on, yeah, that like, that was a really bad look for them. Seriously, man, you could have had the guy in the devil mask come out and uh, attack or uh, not attack, but distract MJF, and then it could have ended up being Adam Cole. It could have ended up being Adam Cole who, you know, reveals the reason he costs MJF is because he doesn't want the fucking ROH tag titles. He wants a fucking world championship. No, exactly. Because the fuck? So, yes, but Julia Hart, Julia Hart, the reason I wanted to mention this, Julia Hart has gotten way fucking better from the last time I seen her wrestle. Like, way, 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 way better. Yeah, she's been really improving, man. It is really good to see. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, so yeah, man. So that was uh, Willow Nightingale and Julia Hart. Julia Hart did pick up the victory. Next, we had the contract signing between... Um, oh, no. We had a sit-down interview between Darby Allen and Christian Cage. Christian is sitting there and and Darby's sitting there and JR says you know we've agreed to no physicality here tonight dude fucking Christian bro (laughs) he says he says to Darby he says to him he says um was this the one where he did the, oh, wait? Oh, yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so he's like, so he said, he says, he says to Darby, he says, you know, they're talking about the match and he says to Darby, he says, this is going to be in your hometown. Oh, oh, yeah. Bring your mom, bring your brother, bring your sister, bring your father, bring your uncle. Oh, wait, how is your uncle, by the way? Darby says he's dead. Is this what you do? You just talk shit about everybody that's dead? Christian says, Christian says, yeah, yeah, well, you know, you know, he sounds like a great guy, right? Taking his five-year-old nephew for a stroll while he was intoxicated. And what happened to him, Darby? Dude. This fucking guy. Fucking Christian, man. I love it, dude. That shit killed me. He did it twice, too. He did. He did, bro. So then, you know, like I said, Darby said he's dead. Darby said he's dead. Is that what you do? You talk shit about everybody that's dead. And he tells Darby that he's hiding behind his face paint. So Darby grabs water and he pours it on his face and he starts rubbing his face paint off. And he says to Christian... Do you think I'm hiding behind this face paint? And fucking Christian's just sitting there yelling back at him. Yeah, I do. I do. 
It was, oh, God. This was a fantastic sit-down. Christian just being a fucking menace. He then tells Darby Allen that he is not the right mentor for Nick Wayne. And he is not who, who he should have under his wing. And, um... And yeah, that was a sit-down interview, man, and it was fucking fantastic. I, I loved, loved this sit-down interview. I love this sit-down interview, man. Um, Christian, Christian always fucking knocks it out of the park. Darby knocks it out of the park, man. So th- th- this this feud's just been this feud's just been awesome. It has. It really has, dude. I love what they've been doing here. <clears throat> that shit killed me. He did it twice. He did the oh wait about fucking about. Buddy Wayne later in that same promo, and dude, Christian is truly my goat, man. I, I love this reign. I love it. Oh, dude, yes, the TNT title has been put back on the map. Christian Cage exactly. makes this thing feel so important because he has such a uh, he has such a grip on it. Um, it, it's just fantastic, man. Fucking Christian is an absolute gem. Um, so. So, um, and then for the final thing on AEW Dynamite, or what we thought was the final thing, uh, the face-to-face, I believe this was a contract signing, I think, um, between Swerve and Hangman. Mm -hmm. It was. This was awesome, bro. This was awesome. I really liked this. Um... That's what I thought too, Logan. I thought Darby was gonna come out without face paint at Same. at Wrestle Dream because you know, obviously to, to play up to the fact that he's not hiding behind the face paint and um Christian would have done what he done to give him more uh heel ammo. So, you know, to make Darby look like an asshole the one time he wrestles without the face paint and he fucking loses anyway because, you know, Christian has Nick Wayne on on his side now. But Swerve and Hangman, they're doing this contract signing, and Adam Page uh, absolutely fucking lit this up, man. Absolutely lit this up. Swerve was, like, dead serious. Nana was about to start dancing. Swerve immediately cut it off. He said no. You know, he told him, you know, it's not what we're doing tonight. Um, It's all business. So Swerve goes in there. Hangman points out that, uh, you know, Swerve was right about a lot of things with him. He says, uh, yeah, it's true. I haven't gotten any new wrestling gear in over a year. Because every day for the past year I've came to work, there's been a dark cloud hovering over my head. And I have and I never said a word about it. I never said a word about it. He says, and and for no matter how much it rained on me, for no matter how for for no matter how long God said it was gonna rain on me. I dared not to open that umbrella and, and, you know, start talking. Um, so, um, so he, he talked about the dark cloud of AEW and, um, man, were we we robbed? Damn. Uh, highway robbery. Um, is what the fans got with CM Punk and the Elite, because damn, that shit could have been fucking good. But this is really the first time, I know Hangman didn't really talk about it, but this is the first time anything of alluding, anything even alluding to this 
has came out of this man's mouth. But yeah, man. So he talked about how there was a dark cloud and it made him depressed. And he even got back with his boys and he should have been the happiest that he's ever been. But something just felt off. And that something was Chicago Phil. Chicago Phil being in the company, coordinating this man after collision. Yeah, man. Swerve. Um, uh, he, he then told Swerve, see, you can... You can say whatever you want about me that I was handed opportunities and that, you know, I had all these opportunities. But he said, but no matter for how many opportunities I got, I always knocked it out of the park. And that that was that. Um, And that was that, man. And then Swerve, um, Swerve just kind of called him pathetic. He talked about the he talked about the the crowd for a little bit. um, and, And that was that. Um, we're actually going to have to jump back to the MJF promo because I completely fucking forgot. I completely skipped over the whole switchblade part of the promo. Um, so, um, but yeah, so this was the, this was the face to face, man. And it was really good. And I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I love what they did there, man. I really did. Uh, that, that Phantom Page stuff was real interesting, man. Real interesting. <clears throat> absolutely, bro. Absolutely. It was very, very good. Um, so yeah, man, so this was the, uh, sit down interview with them. Okay. So after Adam Cole leaves MJF standing in the ring and he says, you know, I really can't stand. And then we hear the bullet club for life intro. Jay white comes out and he is face to face with MJF for the first time, dude. I love that AEW is doing Huge names versus huge names again, man. God. This is so nice and refreshing to see. Uh, I hope this can be one of the one of the, the big one of the bigger uh, programs they've ever done because this has all the potential in the world to be that, and it is uh, fantastic. It is fantastic that they're doing something like this, bro. So, so with that, man. Um, yeah. So MJF. So MJF, um, MJF is standing face to face, uh, with Jay White and he starts lighting Jay White up. He tells Jay White, he tells Jay White that, um, uh, what he told him that, um, MJF, uh, constant. He said he constantly had the the goalpost moved for him. He said that uh, he said he constantly had the goalpost moved. He would always see, well, MJF's good, but MJF's not better than insert name. Um, and then he said the names just kept getting bigger as his star rose. But the one he had a huge problem with was when he seen MJF is good. But he's no switchblade Jay White. He said he's um he 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 said he he is a thousand times what switchblade Jay White is. He said Jay White is only a product of of what somebody in Japan thought was a superstar. Now we all know what MJF feels about people in Japan. He absolutely lit Jay White up, man. He absolutely lit Jay White up. I cannot lie. He lit that man ablaze. And um, yeah, so he so he he said he said a bunch of other stuff as well, but it was it was so good, man. It was so good. So 
that was that was um that was one of the main things he he told Switchblade along with a bunch of other stuff. Switchblade's part was good, but a minor complaint. Did anybody else feel the same way, or did Switchblade just kind of like recite all his nicknames? And that was kind of just his rebuttal. Yeah, he kind of just hyped himself up like it was a video package. He didn't really, you know, shoot back. Yeah, he talked about how he's the leader of Bullet Club and how he, he you know, ruled Japan and how he's, uh, it's the Switchblade era and how he's, um, he started it off really good, but as we went on, it was just him reciting his nicknames, to be honest, at least from my perspective, but he said, he said in there, um, he said in there, uh, he said something along the lines of, he said, uh, see, the thing with Better Than You, Bebe, is it's kind of just the fans, uh, he, he said the fans love Adam Cole, um, but do they really love you? He, he told them, he told, uh, he told MJF, he said, uh, the, he said, uh, he said, I feel like the fans like Adam Cole way more than they like you. And, and then the, the fans started chanting MJF. And then after that, he kind of just went into reciting all of his nicknames. The one that made sense was when he said, you and Adam Cole would never be best buds if it wasn't for me taking him out at the first Forbidden Door event, which then he would proceed to call himself the Catalyst. And the more he describes situations like that, he kind of is the Catalyst. Like, he's the reason for, like, a lot of kayfabe. He's, like, oh, kayfabe, yeah. the reason for, like, a lot of things. Like, you know, he took over Bullet Club, the elite left, started AEW. So you could say he's the catalyst for that, you know. But it, the more he says it, the more the more he lays out these scenarios, it, the more it makes sense. I can't lie. No, exactly. It's very interesting the way... In a way, that's pretty true, man. It's pretty true, and it's pretty crazy to see. <clears throat> um, I wish he'd just talked about more stuff like that, about how maybe, <clears throat> without knowing it, Adam Cole created MJF's worst enemy and bringing in Jay White. So, wish he, I wish he did bring up that, that, you know, it was, you know, Adam Cole that initially brought Jay White into AEW at the first Forbidden Door. But, um... The start of, of Switchblade stuff was really nice, but like you said, he just got into basically just hyping himself up like he was a promo package. Yeah, so that was, as we as we got into the, the later stretch of the promo, I was kind of just looking like, okay, is he just going to keep reciting his nicknames, his fucking different nicknames, King Switch and all this other oh, stuff? I was like, yeah, I was like, what yeah. are we doing here? But, um, but anyway... Very, very good nonetheless. Very good nonetheless. And I love that AEW's putting these guys together. And I think they can really make some true magic, bro. I really think they can. So, going back to the Swerve and Hangman thing. So, as soon as that gets done at the end of the show, we go into this hallway. And the cameraman's running up the hallway. And at the end of the hallway, in this little room, we can see a guy getting attacked. And I said to myself, I was like, is that Switchblade? And, you know, it initially didn't make too much sense to me because Switchblade is, um, Switchblade is, is a heel, 
right? And, um, so I was like, okay, so whoever this is has to be a heel as well, or, uh, or, or baby? Are they babyface? Now, another thing that's interesting to note: this was four guys. This was four guys that were attacking Jay White. Now, as they got a done, as they got done attacking him, we get an out zoom to a fifth member, a member wearing the MJF Devil Mask. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to mind you that at the end, or at the at the end of of the Adam Cole part of the MJF promo, Roddy told Adam that he needed him. And Adam Cole went with them. I mean, it's true. He did go with them. So were they the perpetrators? But if there's four of them, then who's the guy in the devil mask? Or if Adam Cole's the guy in the devil mask, then who's the 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 fourth guy that wasn't in the devil mask? Could it be Cal O'Reilly? Could it be back? And we don't know yet. Interesting, dude. It's really interesting. I like where we're going with this. Yes, and I like that we have a fucking interesting story into this that we can sink our teeth into. A story, <clears throat> a mystery, something to see. I like it, dude. This is what AEW's been missing. Yeah, man, but I, I also don't know if it could be any of those guys because does a is AEW going to look at that as maybe a little bit too predictable? For it to just be Roddy and the Kingdom and Adam Cole, you know, and a returning Kyle O'Reilly, I, I don't know, man. It's interesting, dude. I, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it's retribution. Mustafa oh Ali did just get released. Retribution, AEW. Let's go. Um, but yeah, man, I. I, I don't I have no idea who this could be. I have no idea who this could be. I feel like it's Adam Cole. I feel That's like it's Adam guess. Cole. Um but then again, the guy that we seen was kind of skinny. Uh definitely didn't have MJF's build, so you know, I could I don't know. I I I, I genuinely I genuinely yeah. have no idea. It was Burt Baker. Adam Cole's one of the other uh, guys beating him up. Could have been, bro. It could have been. Never know. Exactly. So, yeah, man. I I don't know. Now, then again, the person that we seen that night on Wednesday very well could not be the person under the mask that we ultimately get to um, reveal himself. You know what I mean? They could have just been a stand-in for night one. Similar Probably. to similar to, to Retribution. When they first debuted, they were all just, they were all normal size, you know, lean people. people. And then by the time we got the, the revealers under the mask, there was just two giant fucking dudes that clearly were They're never there before. Show. Yeah. Literally. Mason like, T-Bar. Exactly. So it's, it's interesting, man. And they could do the same thing. I feel like they might. I could see it. I could see it, man. So, I don't know, man, but 
we will just have to wait and see who ends up revealing themselves, man, as as a member of the as a member of the uh as a member of this this group, I guess. And if if it is Kyle O'Reilly, Roddy, Adam Cole, and the Kingdom, we're definitely getting a group called the Undisputed Kingdom. Oh, you fucking know it, dude. Yeah. So they, exactly what they called. Yep. So they used they used um Mike Bennett and uh, Matt Taven to replace Bobby Fish. Uh, yeah, I'm Bobby Fish, man. Oh fuck yeah! That's not even a question. What the fuck? <laughs> what are those two gonna do for me? Quick side note. Um, so yeah, that was AEW Dynamite, man, and we'll definitely, definitely keep you guys updated on this story, man. I'm very interested to see who it is. So, quick side note, man. I heard NXT No Mercy was actually pretty damn good. I heard that too, man. That's interesting. I heard it was pretty good, man, which is very nice to see. I heard Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton had a fucking great match. And Ilya Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes had a great match, too. Uh, Trick won the North American title. Cool to see. Uh, Baron Corbin had a sick-ass entrance. Um, what did you think about Braun Breaker's helmet? I wasn't crazy about it. It was too free for me. <laughs> Food kind of looked like a tornado cap, but I get what he was going for, but I wasn't crazy about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I actually liked it. I actually liked it. I mean, it was a little odd when I first seen it, but it kind of it, it kind of grew on me. I'll tell you what. It's better than Sammy's Panda. Oh. Mm. It's, for me, it's better than the panda. At least this dog looked a little evil. That, that, that was at least for me. At least, at least with Guevara, it really just looked like a stupid ass hat for me. It was just like a dumbass panda hat. This was like, dude was wearing a fursuit. Like, I don't know. I was crazy about it. I really not my cup of tea. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but on the other hand, Baron Corbin's entrance was fucking sick. That was sick as fuck. Oh, that shit shit went nuts. It really was, bro. That shit was hard as hell. Um, Dragunov, uh, yeah, Dragunov won the NXT Championship, so I thought maybe we were going to get the wheels rolling on calling Carmelo up and putting him with Bobby in the Street Profits, but I guess not, because if you looked at their little backstage segment they did, he kind of looked at Trick's North American Championship and kind of eyed it. So, like, dude, he already fucking won the North American Championship. Why are you going to have him going after Trick for the North American Championship again? Yeah, it's... I don't know, dude. I thought he was getting called up. I hope he still is. Yeah, me too, bro. Me too. Um, But, and then the final thing, Joe Gacy and Ava... And their alliance, so the schism is over. Hopefully we no. can get fucking Joe Gacy actually being cool again. No, he was cool. Schism was fucking cool. Four roots, dead tree. Oh, oh. 
That's and the tree. How about that? Golly. Um Monday um, Night Raw. As soon as the show opens up. Oh. Whoops. Completely forgot about SmackDown. Um, LA Knight came out to help John Cena. Um NXT came out to help John Cena. Or wait, what did I just say? LA Knight came out to help John Cena against the Bloodline. And Rey, uh, after the Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar match, the Street Profits came out and beat the shit out of both of them to try to get back in the good graces and prove their worth to Bobby Lashley. Because earlier in the night, Bobby Lashley told them they need to prove themselves if they want him to give them another shot. That's so. good, man. That's good. Yeah, man. And I like what they're doing with Cena and Knight, man. Like, I like putting those two together. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah another shock Cena reaction. Oh, it's fantastic. Dude, LA Knight, bro, he got a huge pop. He got a oh, huge fucking massive. pop. Yeah, You'll he got a huge pop, it. man. For sure, bro. So. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much everything on SmackDown. That was pretty much everything on SmackDown. None, uh, none too crazy, um, other than, you know, the stuff we talked about. But Raw opens up frantically with an out-of-control brawl between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And then I believe this would lead to Raquel and Rhea Ripley coming out. So that is how Raw started. So, for the actual first segment of the night, for the actual first segment of the night, we have Rhea Ripley calling out Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Finn Balor was absent tonight. She says that there is no leader in the Judgment Day, but we all have our own responsibilities. But I call the shots she says mommy calls the shots and uh she says mommy calls the shots uh but she's been gone and she left that responsibility to somebody and that person and she gets right in damian priest's face says was you priest and dominic lost his championship and you were supposed to be there to help him but you weren't I shit you not, Priest says, I have my belt, I have my contract, where's his title? Do you want to explain to me again how you're going to make this guy the baby face out of this situation? Ben is a constant dick, and you're going to make him the fucking bit. And I like that he's a constant dick, if you're going to keep him as a heel. Well, if you're going to make him a baby face, why is he still being an asshole? What the fuck? What, uh, what you throwing shots at me for? Fuck you. That's why fucking Seth is getting his ass beat every week. Your weak ass ain't cashing in. The fuck? Man, Dom should snap back. The fuck? I, I, I don't know. So she goes up to Dom. She says, I'm your mommy, right? He shakes his head, yeah, like a sad little boy. She says, so... What does that make you? She says, my poppy. And she says, so, 
I got you a match tomorrow night against Trick for the NXT North American Championship. You're welcome. Main event, Jey Uso comes out there. He says, hey, Rhea, we are so glad that you're back. <laughs> I don't fucking play Jey Uso, man. Um, Damien tells him to shut up. He says he's getting real tired of hearing him talk. And um, JD McDonough comes. Um, oh, he goes to get in his face, but uh, the the story going was that Priest and Finn aren't cleared to compete because of that brawl last week. So he goes to get in Jey Uso's face. Dominic stops him. He says, "I'll handle Jey Uso, dude." This segment, I mean, they're all pretty bad, but this one was especially bad with like the crowd volume. You can literally hear the crowd booing at a normal rate. I mean, he's he's getting a lot of boos, but then you just hear them fucking turn it way up over his over his dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like the you it would literally go it would literally be like boo like bro what are we doing dude like what like, like you could obvious uh huh mm-hmm. good. I was going to say, you could literally fucking hear them turning the sound up and down. Like, what the fuck are we doing, man? Dude, what happened to their fucking production, dude? They used to be able to fucking do that, turn up and turn down crowd noises like nothing. Seamlessly. Now they, like, seamlessly. Now you're, it sounds like ass. <laughs> you at least do it good if you're going to do it. You used to do it good. That's why I'm shocked. Absolutely. Every fucking week, they would just fucking amp up that crowd noise. Mm-hmm. It, it was it sounded normal. It sounded like uh, half the crowd or most of the crowd was cheering for them, mm-hmm. and they were. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So, so um, Jay. So Jay um. Uh. uh oh. So Dominic um. I believe he super kicked Dominic. The other two get out of the ring. Or, uh, yeah, he super kicked Dominic. The other two get out of the ring. JD McDonough comes out to uh, give the Judgment Day the upper hand. So him and Dominic start stomping out Jay. Cody comes out. Cody comes out and starts. Um, Cody comes out and he starts uh, helping Jay Uso um, as Adam Pierce comes out and he says, Judgment Day, enough is enough. He tells them, this Saturday at Fastlane, it is going to be Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. So, this is actually kind of weird to see. Earlier this year, yeah. they were they fucking hated Cody Rhodes, and now they're, they're vying for the Tag Team Championships. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. It is, man. It is. I'm intrigued. That's a. Uh, it's really interesting to pair those two together, man. Now, Definitely. Jay Uso from being fucking the right hand man, second fellow Roman, to doing the same thing to Cody. Poor fucking guy. <laughs> fucking Cody, bro. So. So yeah, man. So this was the. So this was the uh, real first segment to uh, Monday Night Raw. Um. And yeah, so that was that. Um, there was a segment a little later in the night where 
Damian Priest was yelling at JD in the locker room again um, because JD was trying to give him uh, JD was trying to give him ideas. JD was trying to give them ideas as to uh, he was trying to give them ideas as to um, I can't remember what exactly he was trying to give him ideas for or it might have been ideas for you know how to get Dominic back the North American Championship or something like that. Priest Daria told Priest to shut up. She told him to shut up because he might be onto something here. And then Priest actually ended up agreeing with McDonough and and saying, "Okay, that actually that actually sounds like a decent idea." So, yeah, that was that was that. So yeah, man. So that was that. That was that, man. And then we have, um, we have Alpha Academy versus Imperium. They said during this match, they said Gunther is looking for results with the uh, with his boys. So they said he's looking he's looking for he's looking for he's looking for them to to start getting some victories under their belt and to um yeah he said he's looking for them to finally start winning something pretty much so. Um, so <sighs> Alpha Academy faced, uh, Imperium and Imperium actually won. Oh, Imperium won the fucking match. They're it's, safe for the week. It's very nice to see, bro. It's very nice to see Imperium picking up some victories. We're seeing Tegan Knox a lot more. Johnny Gargano returns. He's got control for a little bit, seems like, man, and it's nice. It's what I want to see. It's very, very cool to see. Uh, After this, we have big Bronson Reed. They're giving him a lot of victories, man. They're starting to showcase him a lot more. Um, So we got Bronson Reed versus Cedric Alexander. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Bronson Reed absolutely demolished this man. Um he absolutely What's demolished so Cedric uh, in like three minutes. Hit him with the tsunami and packed that boy up and got him out of there. So, yeah. So that was that. Um, Xavier Woods and Ivar had a match. Uh, this one had Kofi on commentary. Obviously, kind of, I guess, trying to mimic what, what Kofi did with Ivar. And I guess Ivar trying to right the wrongs for what they did to his boy, um, Eric, because I guess Eric is injured. Um, but, um, this one I want to say ended in, this one I want to say ended in DQ, or it ended, it was either DQ or, or, or Ivar, uh, this one, or, or an Ivar win. After the match, Kofi tried to help. Ivar ended up beating the shit out of both of them, both of them stacking them on top of each other and hitting a moonsault on both of them. So sure, yeah. yeah, it's building up, man. Nice to see. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, Becky Lynch was backstage. She tells uh, she had a couple segments segments backstage. She told she told Indy Hartwell she can come to NXT for a match. 
for the women's championship, I guess, even though that was Indy's title, but they took it off of her to call her up for absolutely no reason. To do nothing. So, for Indy Hartwell, she, to her, it's, I can go back to the place where I was, where I was taken away from, to face the title that I got taken away from me for no reason. Uh, That probably feels great. Yeah, there was also another, there was also another segment where she told Tegan Knox that, um, she told Tegan that, um, you know, her championship match is waiting for her. She's just not cleared because apparently she had like some big laceration happen at the No Mercy title match. She got cut open pretty bad. So, um, and after that, Natalia went up to Tegan and told her, hey, I'm sorry about last week when I was being mean to you. I just want you to know I really respect you and I really admire you. And they hugged and, yeah, showed everyone how much they love each other. Um, Tommaso Ciampa and Gunther, they had a contract signing. They had a contract signing. Tommaso Ciampa absolutely snapped off. He said, he said, Gunther, the difference between a guy like you and me is ever since you've got here, you've been fed full course meals. You've been you uh you've had the best of opportunities. Guys like me Guys like me had uh, were served roadkill and expected to turn it into fillet. Um uh he he tells them he tells them next week I'm going to have my family in the front row and I'm going to make history in front of them. Um What's up? Uh, he got his family coming. He loses. Well, um, <laughs> so so then he tells he tells uh, um, well actually, well then Walter speaks and Walter says, "You have a championship match for one of the most prestigious championships in this company's history, and you choose to come dressed like this." You know, Champa's dressed like Champa. He's got, you know, his his cut off shirt. He's got his camo pants, and he and and, so, yeah. and he tells uh, you know, and Gunther's in a suit. He looks like a fucking badass hitman. So, so he tells him, "You come dressed like this, and this is the most this is the most important match. Um, uh, this is the most important match of your career for the most important championship in our sport." He then he then tells him, he then tells him, uh. Um, T- Tommaso Champa, Tommaso Champa says, you know, we don't have to wait till next week. We could do this tonight. Um, and, uh, and Gunther told him, well, if that's what you want, then prove it. And Champa said, well, I'm sure we can switch a few words around in this little contract here and we can have this match happen tonight. And Adam, sure enough, Adam Pierce confirmed the match for tonight's main event. So that was that. That was that very good. I love Tommaso Ciampa's part of the promo. And watching Gunther on the mic is a beautiful fucking thing to see. Like the way, like his development on the mic has been, is is phenomenal, man. It's truly phenomenal, dude. I mean, this guy was beat red in the face 
screaming about how much this championship meant to him and how this was the only thing in his life that meant anything to him. Damn, we're kidding. I was um, going to say, I, 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 guess, I, guess, I guess his wife doesn't matter to him, but okay. She said it all way, but doesn't he have a kid too? No, I don't think <laughs> no. so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wait, no, we have a child. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, loved it, dude. <clears throat> Love the passion of Gunther, man. Or, fucking, why did I say that? Love the passion of Walter. And, um, love that, that, that drive he does. And I love it, man. And for Champa, love to see him get that shine, man. And he'll uh, speak on the mic in front of a large crowd and then get that reaction. I like what they're doing here, man. I really am. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that they, I love that this was one of the things they did to, you know, attempt to steer people away from edge joining aew man this was one of their this was one of their big hooks for tonight's monday night raw and i love to see two guys that i grew up watching you know through my teenage years and and now uh you know they're on monday night raw and getting getting some shine bro getting some shine so it's nice to see and i hope we can keep this up um and 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 my god um the prestige that that Walter puts on that Intercontinental Championship is just fucking real. In, insane. It's fucking insane, man. It truly is, man. He cares about that thing so goddamn much. It's so great to see. Yes. And he he is just he has just added so much prestige to that championship. Um it would be insanely hard for anybody to top it. It really would. Um oh, yeah. Um, Tegan Knox defeats Chelsea Green with the help of Natalia. Okay. So another fucking first partner that Charlie's going to get injured when she fucking gets hold of one of those things. Probably. Probably, man. So, Shinsuke Nakamura, well, Seth Rollins comes out there for an interview with Michael Cole. Michael Cole says, Seth, I've called you a lot of uh, nicknames over the past years. I've watched you for years. I've known you for years. He says, he says, uh, I've, I've, I've called, I've, I've created a lot of your most famous nicknames. Um, the architect, um, he, he mentioned the architect and he mentioned a couple more. And then he said the, the manipulator, um, and then he says, but as of recently, it seems like um, you're being manipulated. He says, it seems like in this scenario, you are the puppet. He says, Seth, what are you doing? And, and, and Seth, Seth um, says back to Cole, he, he, sa- he, says, uh, he says, come on, Michael. And then, uh, and then Cole says, and then Cole says, Cole says, no, says, he says, Seth, I'm serious, man. Well, what are you doing here? Um, and Seth then tells him, Seth then tells him he, uh, he, uh, well, Cole, oh, sorry. Cole says, Cole says, Seth, you know, th- this can cost you everything. This can cost you your livelihood, uh, you know, you, it's, it's reported that your back is, is, um, not a hundred percent. So at, at any given moment, 
you could just suffer a a career-threatening injury, um, and and it could all be over for you. He says, "Why, why, um, why do you continue to uh, do this with with Nakamura?" And and Seth says, "Cole, let me ask you a question: How long have you been sitting behind that commentary booth?" He says, "26 years." Seth says, "How many shows have you missed?" Cole says, two. Everybody, everybody gives Michael Cole a standing ovation. Um, everybody gives Michael Cole a standing ovation. And Seth says, that's why I do what I do. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're addicted to it. You love it. Um, it drives you. Um, after this, we get a video package from Nakamura where he is talking about how he's going to take the championship from Seth. He then starts counting. Uh, well, then he comes from he comes from the crowd while the video package is still playing. Attack Seth. Seth is on the ground, and in the video package, he's counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. But Seth got up during the first one, and the audio of him talking stopped. Then he got him down again, and the audio played again of him counting up to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And then... It stopped, and then he hit him with, like, a backbreaker on a chair, and Nakamura grabbed the mic himself and just started fucking fast counting. He's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then he just starts fucking fast counting himself, and Seth's laying on the ground. So that was that. Um, I, I can appreciate them wanting to put somebody new in the title picture, bro, but I, through this whole entire feud just have yet to give a fucking damn about Nakamura in this day and age. I'm sorry. No, exactly. They made him a loser before. He's going to be a loser again this time. Why would I care? Definitely, bro. Definitely. So, Drew McIntyre came out for for a promo. They were going to do... They they said they were gonna do a Miz TV, but Drew called it off because he has something on his chest that he, he said he has something he needs to get off of his chest. Ooh. And Drew comes out there and he talks, bro. Drew dropped the funniest fucking line I've ever heard. Oh, no. So he talks about how he talks about how you know everybody's been telling him he needs to do the right thing, and. When Drew McIntyre was getting beat down by the bloodline last year, nobody thought to do the right thing for him. So he, you know, and then he says, see, everybody back there wants to run their mouths, but not come out to help anyway. But they don't want to come out themselves and help Jay, but they want to, you know, get mad at me for doing it. So then he says, but then there's Cody Rhodes. He says, and and he, he, oh man, I love this part. He says, he says that, he says, he says, then there's Cody Rhodes. He says, you know, I just feel like I'm in the Cody verse where this guy can just come out and he does whatever he wants and he says whatever he wants. And bro, when I, dude, I had to, I had to fucking rewind because I said, did he just say, I feel like I'm in the Cody verse? <laughs> Bro. Dude, I fucking love McIntyre, man. That pops me. Dude, fucking mention the Cody verse. 
Yeah, he, he he questioned if he was in the Cody verse because Cody can just come out and do and say whatever he wants, and everybody will love him for it. Um, so shortly after this, the Miz came out, and they did the thing again where Drew keeps telling him to shut up, and this led to um this led to a match. Drew kind of also mentioned broken dreams a little bit. Miz mentioned. Miz mentioned it. It it was. He's. He mentioned some about it being time for something. And, um, Drew said. Um, Drew said you're you're out of time, and it's time to fight. So he kind of kind of a little little bit dropped a little broken dreams innuendo in there. He had a match with the Miz, beat the Miz um, in quick fashion. Um, he beat him in a little bit of a heelish way, a little bit of a heelish mm. way, man. And then he got on the mic afterwards. Well, not in a necessarily heelish way, but he kind of just beat the living fuck out of the man, hit him with a claymore. And then that was it. He got, he gets on the mic afterwards and he says, now that I'm, now that I'm, uh, he said, now that I'm done being the bad guy, um, now I'm instantly forgiven. And he puts the mic down and he walks away. It's interesting. I like that, dude. Dude, you know how many points he just earned for me? You mentioned that Cody verse. I feel like I'm in the Cody verse. I was like, what? What did he just say? That that was fucking hilarious. I can't lie. Don't mention the Cody verse, man. You love to see it. Um, like that, dude. I like what they're doing with McIntyre. I like this build up, and I like where they're going with it, man. Yes, easily one of my favorite things as of late about Monday Night Raw. Um. The, uh, dude, they're just treating it like a huge fucking deal, man. And I love it. Exactly. Like it actually matters. Absolutely. So in the main event, we have Gunther versus Mm -hmm. Tommaso Ciampa for the Intercontinental Championship. (sighs) What do you expect, bro? What do you expect, man? Two amazing talents going in there and putting on a fucking show. This was fantastic, man. I loved every second of this. I loved every second of, I loved every second of it, man. I loved every second of this match. Uh, this, this was very, very, very good. This was very good. These two guys, Tommaso Ciampa is getting great crowd reactions, and these two guys just showed, man. Uh, just, um, just, just that they. They are superstars in your company. They are untapped superstars in your company, and it is up to you, the WWE, to 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 do something with them. Um, and 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 Walter. And as for Walter, I mean, he just continues to show why he just is the future, and there is no question about that. Um. So so yeah, man. So that is that is that, and um, uh, yeah. So that was that. Um. Tommaso Ciampa, um, Tommaso Ciampa had a great uh, burst of offense, and then Gunther, like he does better than anybody in the business. Um, I also want to point out, I absolutely love how now people are saying he's one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet, and we've been saying that for fucking years, and we were looked at like we were fucking nuts. I mean, Gunther's one of the best. Fuck, I did again. I mean, Walter's one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the fucking best. He's been one of the fucking best. What the fuck? Ever since this man came into WWE, he was one of the best. He was fucking... He's been one of the best for, like, the past fucking five, six years. 
Exactly. Now everybody wants to say it, though, but, you know, not like we were saying the shit for, like, the past fucking six years or whatever, but, you know, what do we know? Um, What do we know? Just ever right. Exactly. We're just fans, so we can't determine, you know, what makes a great wrestler and what doesn't. So oh, anyway. yeah, exactly. Um, so Walter, like he does better than anybody else, he absolutely kills this man's offense and just starts fucking obliterating him. Chops, he gives him fucking like two or three power bombs, puts him in a sleeper hold, and Tommaso Ciampa passes out. And Gunther hey. retains the Intercontinental Championship, man. And this was um this was a, this was an amazing match. I mean, I expected nothing less. As soon as I heard this was in the main event, I was act. I was, dude. I was so fucking excited. I thought we were gonna get like Dominic Mysterio. Judging off the open, I thought we were gonna get like Dominic versus Cody in the main event, or Dominic versus Jay. I really thought we were gonna get that in the main event, but we oh, didn't. Yeah. We got yeah. Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa, and the <laughs> fact that the the. The fact that that ha- the fact that that was in the main event lets me know Triple H must have had a little bit of control of the pen tonight because this was I just beautiful. So. Oh, 100%, dude. 100%. I really like what they did with that match, man. And this is the show you just need to see more. It's going to be the same fucking four guys. Yeah, because if Vince had anything to say about it, you know damn fucking well that we would just be... It would be, I guarantee you, if Vince had anything to say about it, we would have got Jey Uso versus Dominic Mysterio in the main event. Oh, you fucking know it. So after the match, Gunther walks away as his, as uh, Imperium, his boys, come out, um, and they start beating down Tommaso Ciampa. And all of a sudden, we hear Emo Heart. We hear that fucking guy singing Rebel Heart. Bit yourself, can't be no one else. Like, dude, get the real song, please. Get, please, for the love of God, get the OG Rebel Heart. We hear Rebel Heart over the PA, and the crowd gave a fucking great reaction, dude. They gave a great reaction to this, man. Um... They, they they popped huge. Uh, we have finally found him. He is not missing. He is alive. He is he missing no found. more. Yes. Look at that. Johnny fucking Gargano is here, back on Monday Night Raw. Beautiful. Beautiful to see. I, abs- I absolutely just got the biggest smile on my face um, when I heard um, Johnny Gargano. Well... I frown. I smiled, then I frowned, then I smiled again. the The frown came from hearing that guy sing Rebel Heart, but the the smile came from knowing Gargano was back. He gets up on the apron, does the slingshot spear to Ludwig, and then he super kicks uh, Fabian Eichner. Tommaso now Tommaso Champa's in one corner of the ring. Fabian Eichner super kicked. He drops down to his knees, and Gargano backs up to the other corner. As they do the DIY meeting in the middle uh, furniture finisher. My bad. (laughs) They do the meeting in the middle finisher, bro. Hell yeah, dude. And did you see for a lot of people, it cut off right before they did it? 
for me, they did it and it cut off like five seconds after they did it. They like looked around for the crowd and then it cut off. Dude, I saw so many um, people on Twitter that they showed their feed, dude, right before, like two seconds before they hit them, before they hit the move, it just cuts off. It just goes <laughs> to the next thing. Oh, and didn't even see the <laughs> dude. Oh man, but um, Vince ran in gorilla and fucking hit that cut. Hit that. <laughs> he hit that off air button so fast. <laughs> you done that bitch. Fucking threw fucking Hunter out the way. He just smacked that button. Um, yeah, dude, it was awesome. Fucking Johnny Organo is finally back. Finally been found, man. Great to see, man. Got the DIY reunion. Although it, it's a little late for what we wanted it to be. Um, might see him at it's here, man. That is true. We might. I hope so. Um, and how, and I, I can't wait to see where they go from here, man. I'm so glad he's back, and I'm so glad we get DIY again. Dude, I'm fucking pumped, bro. I'm pumped, man. I'm I'm so excited. I am so excited to have DIY back. Um, I'm so excited to see Johnny Gargano back. Um, literally, the shirt he came out in was the shirt that I was wearing yesterday. And like I said yesterday, when I put it on, I just got so sad looking at the damn thing because I'm like, "Fuck, man, I miss Johnny Gargano, bro." But, um, not he's anymore. Back, he's fucking finally. back. He is finally back, man, and I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited to have him back. Um, and let's fucking go. Let can we Hell please, yeah, for the love of God, make this guy a, a big star on Monday Night Raw? Can we please? Like, dude, look at what you have on Monday Night Raw for him to do, bro. Seth is the world champion. Gunther's the intercontinental champion. Fucking, there, there, there's just so many. There's, like, DIY versus Judgment Day. Like, dude, there's so much you can do with DIY and, and uh, more specifically with Johnny Gargano and also Tommaso Ciampa. Um, both of those guys, man, I mean, it is, I, I mean... God, there's just so much you can do, bro. There's so fucking much you can do here, man. And I really hope this is the time they they finally, finally pull the trigger on on using these guys. I really hope so, dude. I really hope so. I don't. I hope they don't mess it up this time. <clears throat> I hope they actually get elevated this time and get shown. Definitely, man. And Tommaso Ciampa also just had the biggest grin on his face. When watching oh, Johnny Gargano him. do his move set, absolutely. Um, Hell yeah! Amazing to see, bro. I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad he's back, and and uh, may we all rejoice because Johnny Gargano oh, is fucking finally back. Thank God, dude. Thank God, dude. We can fucking tear off those missing posters. Seriously. Tear off the alert. Seriously, bro. So. Yeah, man, that is everything. That is everything for Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah, man, that, that's everything. It's everything for Monday Night Raw. It's everything for Dynamite. Um, it's everything for the week of wrestling, man. It's everything for the week of wrestling. And this Wednesday, we got Edge coming to AEW to look forward to, man. So, still can't believe he's there. I genuinely still cannot believe he's in AEW, bro. That's It's crazy. Yeah, it really is, bro. But, um, yeah, he's definitely right, though. Him and WWE definitely outgrew each other, and it was just time. Yeah, so. 
it was just time for something new, bro. It was just time for something new. They be based off the fact he said that uh basically lets me know that he did not want to be old man edge will use you every three months edge yep he wanted to just go until he can't go until he's done absolutely bro absolutely so yeah man so yeah man with that i also think another thing that did help him uh was the schedule in aew because i believe because you know if you want a full-time schedule in wwe it's a little more it's a little more laboring you know it's a little more laboring man but in in um in In uh yeah yep yep absolutely bro so yeah, man. So one last time before we go, man, I just want to give you guys the heads up again, man. The Halloween shirt, the other side, the Notorious Heels podcast, um, Halloween, Halloween design is available for you guys. Uh, will be available for you guys on all platform. Or oh, good lord, will be available for you guys on Bonfire.com. Um, should be a little bit later tonight or early tomorrow morning. It should definitely be up on the merch shop for you guys, man. So here it is again. If you guys didn't miss it in the intro, man. So yeah, man. So there it is. And like I said, should be available for you guys tomorrow morning or later tonight. And, um, well, I guess in the morning, October 3rd. So in a couple hours, it'll be available for you guys in a couple hours. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that is that, that is that, man, and um, that is that. Uh, so yeah, man. With that, that is gonna do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Another great edition of Notorious Unscripted. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for being here with us, hanging out with us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so much. And with that, it has been always, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. No, it's okay. <laughs> and that is going to do it for this edition of Unscripted. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 163. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so, so, so very much. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And catch us on Friday for not only the news, but the Wrestle Dream recap and the Fast Lane predictions, as well as the news. So we'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.